Hi, it's Clint and Lyndon. Welcome to Shove It Up Your Arwen. As always, our opinions are our own and should be taken with a pinch of salt. Let the sound of the Arwen cow enjoy the episode. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Shove It Up Your Arwen. I am one of your hosts, Clint. You can find me on Instagram at Clinty Sky Guy. And I'm Lyndon. And you can find me on Instagram at Pilgrim in the Mist. Pilgrim in the Mist! I'm, I'm going to put it there. Don't do that. Shall I put it there? No. No? Should we... And that's exactly <laughs> right. It's gone! No, it's back. Okay, found it. There we go. Right, lovely. Cool. What are we talking about today, Lyndon? Um, gods, as, gods. A, as a framework, as a concept. We are talking about gods. But before that, uh, do you have a magical moment? Yes. Yes? <gasps> Me too. My life. You, oh, fuck off. It's just one humongous magical moment. My very birth was a miracle. Your birth was a miracle. Yep. There you go. That's it. Me. Okay. All right then. No. Um, (laughs) Have you got one? Shall I start? Have you got one? I'll start. Have you Um, got one? I've got one. You've got one. I've got several. Um, I've been really active lately. Have you? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. Coffee. So uh, <laughs> I thought you just threw your phone at the wall. Like fuck, there was an armchair there. All I, I did was see a phone fly across the room, and I was like, ah! I'm right, one anyway. of those rare gays. I kind of actually kind of throw and aim. You can aim. Yeah. Actually, I've scored a ninety-eight with Mostly. a rifle. Oh fuck off! What? You with your score? I have. I've scored a ninety-eight with a rifle. Okay. And a and a and a range. That was you. really straight and hetero. It's the only straight thing I've ever done. What What's you? the straightest thing you've ever done? I killed a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> murder. Murder. Um, it's not straight. That's very gay. Uh, anyway, yeah. So my magical moment is... So I learned a wonderful new trick, which schooled me. It really, really schooled me. Okay. On um, how to use a pendulum. Um, and how you, you didn't do this put kind it inside of, you, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You put it inside you and then you have to like waft it around doing like you know a, a deep squat so that you can actually hover it with clench really really hard between your cheeks yeah that, that little bit between your cheeks yeah. you don't talk about and uh, you hold your pentagram pentacle whatever pendulum pendulum i'll get there in a minute with that and they no i didn't put it inside me for fuck's sake um no you um it's it's like a game heather will know what i'm talking about because she showed me it. it's called uh find the lady or find the queen and you get three cards, you put them face down, and then you use the pendulum to find the queen, right? And some people are really good at it. Turns out, I'm really shit at it. And I'm like, oh, that's really annoying, because I thought I was quite good at a pendulum. However, um, it was this whole thing about how the pendulum works. And I was like, ah, because the way I use pendulum is that I, the pendulum is enacted on by a spirit either the spirit within the pendulum that exists in the pendulum or it's a spirit that I'm working with that enacts its influence over the pendulum to give me the answer. Yes. However, the way that Heather showed me and the rest of the group, because this was at NP, um, was that it's your divine higher self that knows the answers and then influences the pendulum by that system of like unconscious movement that okay. you have 
like that you don't know you're doing like made up of the vibrations of your bodies of your organs doing things that you can't feel but they they have a, a thing and you know your higher self can then enact through those vibrations to make the pendulum move in a certain way to tell you where it was and because we were I, I don't know whether it's because it was we were doing it that way or not or whether it was because I wasn't doing it the way I'm used to that oh plus I was going through some shit at the time but that, that life's drama who doesn't go through shit constantly um, <clears throat> I did work I couldn't get it right once couldn't find the lady three bits of paper you have to find the cross I missed it every single time I must have done it 20 20 30 times and I didn't find it once right which really bugs me because by process of elimination I should have found it at least once and I didn't I didn't find it so you went once. in thinking you were a wizard and actually I went you were a in, squib yeah I went in thinking I'm a wizard and came out being totally humbled and it was great really really good um, because now I've completely reevaluated um, how I use my pendulum and I've started just doing it again from scratch. So, yeah, that's my magical moment, being thoroughly, thoroughly humbled. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my magical moment. I have a couple but, of... But, like, the process that you were doing, it was completely different to what you normally do, right? Yeah, so... So if, I... you, if you worked with spirits, which you do anyway because you're a sorcerer, yeah. you probably would have had an accurate result. But because it was your higher self... I've done it again it since. Ways. I've done it again since. Yeah. And I got conflicting results because I misunderstood the pendulum. Um, and I did it the way I would normally do it, ask the spirit to enact on the pendulum when it when it um when it was over the one I was looking for. Yep. And um it would move I then I didn't give it clear enough ex- instructions, so it was my fault. It only moved when it wasn't. It would go still when it was over the X. Oh, okay. So I misunderstood because each time I was like, Oh well, you're moving over that one and then you're moving over that one. Why are you moving over that one? So I checked those two and they were both wrong and I'm like and I did it about three times and that happened every single time. And then I realised, oh, it's moving and it's still under the one I want. I haven't given it clear enough instructions. I hadn't then understood what it was telling me. So, okay. but that's my fault. So, yeah, the cool, cool thing to kind of learn though. Cool thing to learn. Because there were people who picked it up like that mm. and have been able to do it again and again since, which is really cool, you know. And um, I love things like that because there's moments, aren't there, where you think, is magic real? Is it real? Is it? Does it work? And then something like that happens and you're like, yeah, it works. Yeah, it definitely works. You know, I like those moments. They reinforce your faith a bit, don't they? But yeah, that's my magical moment. It was good. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. Also might have been last time that I got conflicting things because I was doing it at, <laughs> at the church in Toaster. <laughs> sat upstairs in the rafters playing with a pendulum. Yeah, quite possibly. And some bits of card. And Jesus was like, Stop it! Stop it! Not in my house! <laughs> there might have been that, I don't fucking know. Nor do I care, really. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yes. what about you? What's your magical moment? Um, good question. Uh, I've had a few where I've needed things and things have happened. Uh, most recently, the power of prayer. <laughs> With Lyndon. <laughs> Um, yeah. Don't spit your coffee everywhere. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'll slap your cup from your hand. 
Back of foul. <laughs> Six Back to twelve. Um, yes. Uh, recently, because my mother-in-law has had a bit of a turn. Um, so lots and lots of prayer, lots and lots of prayer, and so far so good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and actually, it's been nice. Um, I'm gonna rag a little bit. On, rag. Yeah, I'm gonna rag on some people because I can. Who are you gonna rag on? Um, pagans. Yeah. No. Um, I suppose the mentality of different things. I find when, uh, and this is just purely my experience. I'm not judging everybody. Are you gonna say that? Protection go. I know. I'm allowed. What? God said so. Did he? Okay. What did? What were you gonna say? Who would say the thing that we both really think? Go on. I I have no idea. Go on, say it, and I'll tell you whether you're right. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Go on, magical moment. Rag on people, do it. Okay, so my experience of this kind of thing through the pagan community is when someone says, um, so-and-so, my family is ill and I need help. All you get is um, present healing scent. Present healing scent. Mm-hmm. And all I think is fucking bollocks. You, you haven't sent any prayers. Yeah, you haven't sent any healing. What even is the healing that you're sending? Do you know what you're healing? Yeah. No. You're just... It's just... It's intention. Pure intention. Pure present healing. Then. Fuck off. Pisses me right off. Versus if I went to someone and I said, can you do me a spell for such and such? So put maximum effort into that. Maximum effort into it. Right? If I asked someone to do a working, they would fully devote themselves. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you go to a group of pagans and you say to them, I need help with such, and the response you get is, present healing sent. Yeah, only 5% um, of those people have probably actually done something. Even if, yeah, and it's probably just they've lit a bit of incense and gone, oh, I wish them well. In hell! <laughs> <laughs> I wish you well in hell! Um, Love it. Versus, like, when I reached out to people within my community, I mean, prayer is our main thing. So I know that prayers were said, etc., etc. And also, the great thing that I have also figured out, I finally figured out what saints are for. I know that sounds like it should be a basic thing, but it isn't. I figured it out. Oh, wow, well done. Fucking little bit late, mate. <clears throat> Sorry, that was really abusive. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Carry on. What saints for? What do you mean, late? Yeah, a bit late, mate. Not really. Yeah, yeah. How was it late? Should have figured that out before your baptism, yeah? What, when I was a baby? Mm. Yeah. Cock. <laughs> Don't name me after my favourite thing. How dare Fuck you. you. Um, fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> no, oh, I what figured out what they thought. Get to the point. Shut up! <laughs> um, so what always confused me is there's this whole thing about oh you pray for saints, you pray to saints, you pray to saints when you need things, you ask them to intercede, you ask them, and I, I always used to think well why when I can just pray to God like that doesn't make sense. Why would I go to someone else when I can just go straight to the source, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. That confused me. Mm. Until, mm. until mm. I figured it out. And I can't tell anyone else because then that would ruin the surprise. You've got to figure it out yourselves. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> basically, what I figured out was is that, that badly. through speaking with different people is you're not supposed... And this is quite bad, actually. Priest. I asked a priest. Couldn't tell me why. Right. I know. Um, I basically, <laughs> you're not supposed to pray for yourself. I know that seems quite basic, but no one tells you that. No. 
No one says you shouldn't pray for you. <clears throat> so the idea is, is that I pray for other people and I pray for like other people's souls and whatever. Not necessarily on earth. I'm not one of these people that's like, I'll pray for you. I'll only pray for people if they ask me to. No. But like you, you pray for people and then uh, you can also pray for like people that have died and their souls and their spirits in the afterlife and whatever. And then the idea is, is that you then go to a saint and you ask them to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole intercession thing. Oh, the saint prays for you. Yes. Uh... And that's how you get around it. It's a shortcut. So if I'm like, I really need cash money, honey, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, please let me find money or let money come my way. Selfish, not going to happen. But I could go to a saint and I could say, times are really hard. Can you pray and intercede on my behalf that good fortune comes my way? And that's how you get around it. I'm not praying for me. Someone else is. You intercede on others' behalf. Saints intercede for you. Yes. Uh... See? Seems quite basic, but no one explains that to you. Uh, <laughs> lovely. Um, so wow, you had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough. So wow. that's, that's one magic moment. And then I had a, a lovely moment with prayer for my mother-in-law. I'm so happy. Um, that so far seems to be working. Yay. And that's my magical moment. Marvellous. Magical go. moment. There you go. Magical moment. I was schooled, humbled, and you were liber- liberated and enlightened. I was. Yes. Just shows, doesn't it? What? Oh, fuck it. Fuck knows. I don't fucking know. I just make it up as I go along. Um, gods. Gods. The framework of deity. The framework of What are they? Deity. Where do they live? What do their houses look like? Let's go through the keyhole. What are their favourite colours? Let's go through the keyhole. Oh, fucking Who hate could that show. live in a house like this? <laughs> Ganesha. Ganesha. <laughs> Okay, so gods. They're just gods, aren't they? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Well done, love. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> well done, love. Well, it depends on your culture, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Because yeah. certain in some tribes, gods are responsible for the creation of the world, and then that's it. Some gods are responsible for... Not just the creation of the world, but the ordering of the world. And then yeah. in other cultures, some gods are in charge of all of that. Plus, they also dabble in our lives. Other yeah. cultures, they don't dabble in our lives. Mm. It depends on the framework. Yeah. Tell us about your gods, because I've got no fucking idea about your gods. They're a bloody so, mystery. So, so, okay, so, th- this is a really long journey, which is really fucking frustrating. You have five minutes. It's a really long journey, and I've kind of done a full circle back to Ellen of the Ways in the past, sort of like three to six months okay uh, which has been nice actually um so yes the the queen of avalon yes the fairy queen yes um all of this that and the other they are all epithets of ellen of the ways okay anyway which is why i've kind of come full circle to ellen of the ways the thing i've always struggled with is a name yes they've never i've never had a struggle with knowing who my gods are, or knowing my gods, I've always struggled with what their name was. Always. Um, and I think the problem I've got is that I do a lot of research, I learn a lot of stuff, which means then, you know, it gets confusing mm-hmm. for me, because then I end up with an overload of information, and I think, wait, 
Wait a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, wait a minute, hang on a minute, wait a minute, hang on a minute. Too many mind. Too many mind, too many mind. Um, and I can't then pinpoint my experience with information and vice versa, vice versa. and my experiences then are just kept separate from my knowledge. Because it was always her, wasn't it, Like that you struggled with? The, the horned god, the gateway, you had him pegged. Yeah, I've had him pegged for ages. <laughs> we always love a bit of peg. <laughs> um, yeah, I've known him for the longest time, and even within the context of Nix and Dionysus, doesn't really change very much. Mm. Really doesn't change very much. And lately, the information that I've found um, in my research and all the learning that I've been doing has just been reinforcing, and you know. Um, No, just reinforcing, that's the word I want, isn't it? Just been reinforcing what I already thought and what I knew and, and what I understood, you know. Um, I've been stepping even more heavily into sorcery, 15th century magic and uh, Elizabethan sorcery. Um, and that has just reinforced uh, what I already knew about Ellen and Hearn um, and how I always already felt about the Lord and Lady and how Ellen is also like a a otherworldly queen and Hearn is like the the deity that travels between the worlds. It's really, really interesting. Anyway, um yeah, so that's me. I am by definition a hardcore polytheist because I believe all the gods are individuals and that that's it. There is no, like a softcore polytheist would believe that there are many gods, but that, you know, some are, you know, versions of the same god. Mm-hmm. And a, a good example is like Minerva is the same as, or, or I don't know, Juno or Hera, whatever, but they're all like interchangeable. As a hardcore polytheist, I don't believe they are. The idea of Sulis Minerva as well, the goddess Sulis and the goddess Minerva being the same goddess, that's that's just Roman syncretization. That's what the Romans did when they came to the UK, to Britain, to convert people to Roman thinking, was to tell you that your goddess was the same as their goddess and that you should just worship Minerva because you're still worshipping your goddess but you're part of Rome and you're part of a bigger picture and you're part of a bigger family. So join us and we're all working together, blah, 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 blah. The idea was that if you syncretize a people's gods, then they won't fight you. They'll just join you. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and I don't believe that we can do that. Gods exist anyway, because now since then, Sulis is known as Sulis and Minerva is known as Minerva. As soon as Rome fell, the gods became themselves again. You know, because there was no one trying to say they were the same thing, um, and God just gods just uh, in my mind exist as beings doing things. They have their own autonomy, um, and they have their. I love that description. They're just, beings doing things. They are like everything else. They are. I, I get frustrated when, like, Ellen of the Ways, yeah? Ellen yes. of the Ways, she is a goddess of the other world and the paths by which to get there. Her, her powers are not just that, but her preferences are. 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you think of it in the realms of like people, we're all capable of doing anything that another person can do, right? With the relevant training, knowledge, and application, we can all achieve the same stuff humanly, right? Only there are different things that contribute to how we develop as people, and we all develop different skills, attributes, passions, and so on and so forth. It doesn't mean that I couldn't go and learn to be a hairdresser. True. It just like you because you are professionally a hairdresser. I am. It just means that I haven't. You know, my skills lie elsewhere. It doesn't mean that you couldn't be a learning and development manager like myself. You just haven't been trained in it. Mm. Doesn't mean you couldn't do it. And I think with regards to the gods, it's like their powers aren't limited to just that thing that they represent. They're not just the one thing that they represent. It's just that that's their best thing, the thing they're best at, the thing they most gravitate towards. And I think, you know, on top of that as well, I say that Ellen of the Ways is a goddess, but I think all um, all um, gods and goddesses are non-binary anyway. So if she turned up one day as Edward of the Ways, I'd be like, okay. I, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me in the slightest, and I'd be like, "Yep, still a goddess." Just because you turn up as a chick with a dick does not matter to me in the slightest, you know. Because I I can't limit this divine being, and I'd still recognise that power, you know. And there's nothing stopping Ellen from turning up. Oh, Ellen is the word for deer in loads of languages, you know. Hearn turning up as you know, Helen one day, it wouldn't matter. It it wouldn't be a problem, you know. Um, so gods to me are, I've gone off on a tangent. Gods to me no, are, no, 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 are no, completely non-binary. They're completely, you, you can't limit them. They're unlimited because they're not human. Ellen turns up as the woman with antlers because she knows that I will recognise her that way. Someone else might recognise Ellen in a different way. It doesn't mean it isn't the same being. And I know that makes the line between hardcore polytheist and softcore polytheist very difficult to navigate, but that's not my problem. That's somebody else's problem. Quite. So, yeah, that's how I see gods. They okay. are they are beings doing things. And then what does their relationship mean to you? Well, she gets me stuff. She gets me stuff, that's it. No, she doesn't get me stuff. She helps me. I I work with her, I commune with her. Like her aspect of sovereignty means that I can connect with that part of me that also is part of the divine, you know. There's we're all stardust and so are they. Ah, oh, that's gross. It is, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's really, really gross. Fluffy, gross. Really bollocks. gross. Yeah. But I love that for you. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? <coughs> was then, a... Is your relationship transactional or no? Don't be daft. No, uh, my relationships are always offerings, 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 and I never need anything. It just comes to me when I need it. That's but do some. you get that because you give offerings? Probably. So it is transactional. No, because I don't do it for the. I don't ever ask. Okay. I don't give the offerings because I know I'm going to get something back. I give the offerings because of the rules of hospitality, the rules of um, the rules of reciprocity. You know, I give them because I welcome them into my house. I invite them every morning. 
you know, I make offerings um, that we may be closer to each other. And that's it. It isn't like, if I give you this, you make sure that I'm all right. Mm -hmm. That just kind of happens by proxy, you know, because then I do the work in my life and, you know, I attribute my successes to them. I offer them up. You know, I'm not successful as far as I'm concerned because, yes, I may have worked hard, but I'm not success. That hasn't been recognised because I just worked hard. It's been recognised because they orchestrate the strings of fate. They're the ones pulling the threads. Again, I don't think they're subject to time either. You know, mm -hmm. so they are experiential. They they just exist. They're not limited by time. I am. So I know that whatever offering I I can tell get, the crow's feet are showing. Huh? The crow's feet are showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With it and old, sad and grey. I will break you. <laughs> you try. But how will you with your old withered hands? Old withered hands? I know, I can't say yeah, that. You can't say <laughs> fuck all, Mr. Witchfingers. <laughs> I've got fucking burger palms and sausage fingers. You do. Like, these are fat fucking hands. My hands are like crow's feet. They are like crow's Literally feet. Literally like crow's feet. They match the ones next to your eyes, dear. Black and clawed. Black and clawed. Black and clawed. What about you? What did you say? They match the ones next to my eyes. Sorry, what? <laughs> I will strike you down. You will try. With <laughs> um, What about you? What's your experience of the divine? Our father. What oh, in heaven? <laughs> Don't tell me to shut up. You asked the question. I did. Bishop shut up. Queen. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm? Bitter Queen? Yes. Yeah, you're right. But still... <sighs> Lovely. Shut up, get on with it. What? Um, what's my experience? I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> what's divine? What's a god? What are the gods to you? What's... What's what? what? Okay. Just I have a very different perspective to your gods than you do to your gods, obviously, because I'm Catholic. So yes. I have a very... So, and this is not meant to come across as insulting. Oh, it's going to be, though. <laughs> well, maybe. No, shut up. Get on with it. <clears throat> so, my view of your gods are effectively the vast majority of them are fallen angels. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're evil. It just means they've fallen. Um, we have... <laughs> Wait! What? I did not expect it to go that way. No. Really? Yes. Oh. I see them all as fallen angels. Oh. So, um... Fallen? Within... Yes. With it, but not necessarily evil. There is a difference. Okay. Um, so is within... Is this canon, or just you? No, this is... This is... It depends on who you're asking, right? And it depends on what book you're drawing the information from. So just you? No, it isn't just me. <laughs> This isn't just me. A lot of this is explained in like the Book of Enoch and things like that. So it depends Enoch. on Enoch. Enoch. Um, Enoch and Enoch and he can't get in. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Carry on. Um, so, yeah. Within God's Court, you've got different choirs of angels. Uh -huh. I've covered those before. Yeah. Things like virtues yeah. govern gravity and the planets and the movement of the yeah. universe. Things like that. Yeah. So Gravity angel. Angel of dogs. Well, there's like no angel fool. of people. 
I'm making it up. Anyway, carry on, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So you got but the court. You would of have, heaven, you you would have like an angel that watches over the governance and the movement of the moon, for example, mm. making sure that it stays where it's supposed to stay. It moves where it's supposed to move. The gravity that pulls the oceans and all that kind of stuff does what it's supposed to do. And then you have, um, which I find oh, funny when you have witches who will use the glyph of the moon. And the the spiritual glyph of the moon, and then go. I don't work with angels, and it's like. Mm. Yeah, but it depends on what you're working with and what your mythology is, right? Yeah, it so, does. Uh, this, is, still... this is within my framework. Go on. Sorry. So, sorry. <clears throat> when you're talking about your pagan gods, all I'm thinking of are fallen angels, and the thing that made them fall is the fact that they started taking worship. There's a pink. There's a. Oh yeah. 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 It's one thing. Uh, for someone to venerate it's another thing for someone to worship so for example we venerate saints we venerate angels we do not worship them mm-hmm. um uh saint michael uh, the archangel is a very good one to look at a lot of people have a lot of love and devotion for saint michael at no point would saint michael take the worship on for themselves it's passed straight back up to the lord which is why they remain an angel other god other well other pagan gods would have been angels that accepted worship unto themselves they enjoyed it and that's why they fell Hmm. doesn't make them evil it just means they're no longer angels welcome into heaven hmm. and that's the difference so when when you talk of your your gods all i hear are fallen angels hmm. doesn't make they're not powerful it doesn't mean then they can't do the things that they say and it doesn't mean they don't exist and i'm not going to tell you not to worship them hmm. but it just in my framework they are fallen angels hmm. um next to what is effectively the ultimate divine which is the big g-o-d <laughs> Yeah, boy! Uh, Two men and a bird. Stop it. Bam! Gross. Yeah. Um, but my god is very much non-binary. Um, has many, many, many names. Yahweh, Elohim, Elujah, and many, many others. Um, some of which titles, some of which are names. Um... But yeah, God is, as far as I'm concerned, God is everywhere. God is everything. God is all things. God mm. is outside of time and within time. And yeah, every breath, everything brims with God's power. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And then Jesus, so we have we have the Trinity. And a lot of people get confused with the Trinity. Um, a lot of people get confused with the Trinity. Um, and I heard a very lovely, because uh, it's like you got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And some people don't understand that Jesus is God and the Holy Spirit is God and that the Father is also God. People don't understand that it's all God. But then they're like, but then how can it be three different parts? So... Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then, like, pagans that. should have no problem with that because you've, no. you've got the idea of the triple goddess. Yeah, which the is mother maiden crow. But it's all one goddess. It's still Hector. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, she but just I has heard, so there was uh, so W from uh, St. Anthony's Tongue I uh, he did a nice description of it which is effectively like God is if you think of God like the sun yeah so you have the sun which pulls everything together keeps everything in balance keeps everything working yeah and then Jesus would be the light that comes from the sun yeah and you can see the light and you can touch it well you can't touch it but it touches you it touches everything it illuminates everything it's there and then the Holy Spirit is the warmth from the sun and you feel it on your skin and it warms the earth and blah 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 and it creates seasons and everything global warming but it's all yep oh no that's us that's greenhouse gas oh that's us that's oh us. shit yeah um, but like but they're all they're aspects of the sun but they're all the sun yeah yeah yeah, yeah? 
And you can have a cold day where you can't feel the warmth of the sun, but you can still see the light and you can still see the orb in the sky. Or maybe... Yeah, so you can see, you can experience the two of the three. Yeah. doesn't mean that that's or any less Or you can go inside and there. shut the curtains and sit in a cold room where you can't feel the light, the warmth of the sun or the light of the sun, but you know the sun is still there because everything is still together and working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So, yeah, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, they're all the same. It's all one being. Um, one confusing thing that the Catholic Church always says is all one Godhead. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Um, but it's all, it's all, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's all one thing. Just one day, I think. Jesus yeah, is just God as, made on earth. Yeah, it's almost the same as the indweller. Yes? Almost the same as the indweller. Because you'll have, you'll have the element of earth, uh, which is like the elemental force. You'll have the gods, goddesses of earth, the spirits of the earth, which are like the autonomous, the earth as an autonomous spiritual being. And yep. then you'll have the earth. And the indweller of the earth, the planet, the thing that we're sat on. It's still all the earth. Yeah. It's still all the one thing, but there's three different ways of looking at it. Yeah. I think, yeah, like land, sea and sky, it's just... A, yeah, it's a way of accessing separate parts of it to have different experiences. But yeah. Of the, of the one thing. And I get to eat my god every weekend. Oh, god, it's just like cannibalism it's gross he's delicious oh he's a wafer I've had your wafers they're gross we do we do I remember doing um, I do remember doing I remember doing do you reckon they should do it in pepperami form no but I do remember doing a um, what was it in hindsight I could have got something else like what's it or skips or something but um, I remember doing the fucking hell what's it called is this the phoenix thing? The phoenix, yeah, in ceremonial magic in Thelema, the the um, something of the phoenix, mass of the phoenix, right? And you're in, you, you you're encouraged to have your own god form to recognise during this, and uh, we used to do it as a group, which was quite cool. And you you would come for communion effectively, and um, you'd invoke your your own god into this communion space, and then you'd have communion with your god. And um, I got mini breadsticks. So it was really, really quiet apart from the odd crunch, crunch, because it's really loud. Oh, it was so funny. I reckon they should do that. Breadsticks instead of wafers. Be great. Make it more interesting. Be funnier. Oh, God, no. Far more no. sustaining as well. Possibly. And you could dip the breadstick in the wine. You'd get the wine back again because it soaks it up. I would like to have the wine. I oh, know. You haven't had the wine. Have I haven't you? had the wine, no. It's nice wine. <sighs> I would, I would like to do it that. It is nice wine. Yeah, I would like to do that. But yeah, so every week I get to... So Mass is um, a ritual back in time, effectively. What we're looking at when we look at the, um, the Mass is we are attending the final supper. We are, we are looking at mm. the moment where it happened. And then the altar, the reason we bow to it is because it's the altar of sacrifice. The mm. altar of sacrifice. Oh. Honey. Um, I like the idea of communion. It's I'm awesome. St- like the and the thing exists. I don't know why people poo poo it. Not that I've heard many people poo poo it, but I have heard people poo poo it. <laughs> Say it one more time. People poo poo it. Um, and the idea of sharing a meal with um, spirits, or sharing a meal with divinity, or sharing a meal with you know an entity, is not 
is not a Christian concept. It's it's a human concept. It exists. Yeah, we're not sharing a meal with our God. We're eating our God. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like consuming, like oh, okay, you know, a being at that point because you are you're reenacting the Last Supper. And the point was to share a meal. However, the communion is where you imbibe then the body and blood of your deity. And, but that still exists in other cultures. The, there's something, I, I, know, I can't give an example right now, but I do know of one thing, which is called the red meal, where you invoke, uh, you, you invoke the spirits into the food and then you partake of the food. The idea is that they take the sustenance that they want from it and impart it with their blessing and then you consume that part of them that they've left behind. Which sounds a bit odd now that I've said it out loud. Mm. Um, but the whole thing with the Last Supper is, yes, I suppose to a degree you are right, we are, in, we are attending a supper with our God. However, the point of it is that it becomes the new Passover. So rather than have a sacrificial lamb, an unblemished sacrificial lamb that would be killed and cooked and, and then you have to eat, keep sacrificing, yeah. Jesus became the new sacrifice. This is why it's the lamb of sacrifice. He becomes the new sacrificial lamb. Yeah. So when we partake in the Eucharist, when we eat God's flesh and blood, Ugh, gets killed every weekend. We are partaking in the new sacrament. We are he becomes the sacrifice that bridges the gap between us and God once again eradicates sin it's always about bridging the gap isn't it well yeah but no I mean just across religions it's always about bridging this gap yeah. isn't it it always seems like there's this separation between us and the divine which I don't recognise I've never recognised that idea the same way I've never recognised you know how people in, in druid circles I don't know whether you've experienced many of them but a lot of the times they've you know, the, the conversation is we need to get back to nature and it's like, honey, we never left nature. Like, nature's still there. Just because you live in a house made of bricks doesn't mean that it didn't come from nature. Everything exists because it was made from something else. Even if it's man-made, it was made from something that exists in nature. Mm. You know, I get it that we're polluting oceans with plastic and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, plastic is not unnatural because it's still made from natural substances. It's just dangerous. Yeah. You know, lava, sulfur, it's not unnatural, it's just dangerous. Yeah. But it's a natural substance, you know. Um, so this idea that we are, like, separated from nature, yeah, we live in a world whereby we're not necessarily in tune with its cycles and stuff, but you can't escape it completely. You have to wear warmer clothes in the winter and cooler clothes in the summer. Like, that's one aspect that you will never escape. You're awake during the day, you're asleep during the night. There we go. There's, there's all those things. And I think there can be a lot of confusion over this separation between us and the divine. Whereas personally, I don't think there is a separation between us and the divine. It's just that we forget to acknowledge it. So from a Christian standpoint or a Catholic standpoint, the division or the separation is us. Our choice. And our choices. Uh, choices yeah. So... Um, God loves us, God wants to be with us, God wants to unify with us. It's our choice to step away. So we are the ones who make the bad choices. We're the ones who choose not to acknowledge it or we're the like 
and it all comes down to your understanding of sin. A lot of people kind of market sin as this kind of disgusting stain upon your soul that you mm. can never erase. Like, I don't know, throwing soy sauce on a white shirt. Oh yeah, that's a sin. Yeah. Um, that's a sin. On I don't white even silk. In sin, oh my god! If somebody did that. Honey, um, but it isn't. Like, sin is more if. And this is where you get like saints that are able to kind of work with grace. God and grace and all that, it flows through us like a river. Sin is like blocking up and damming that river. The more kind of evil, and when I say sin, I'm not talking about like, you know, I don't know, being being gay or, I don't know, minor stuff that people are like, sinful behaviour! I mean like really bad shit, like killing people, um, treating people with disrespect, being mean, being horrible, all the negative stuff. Not societal, not things that people are like, oh, being gay, that's a sin. Ah, No, that's bollocks. Too much, like, lustful behaviour, that's sinful, because it's toxic. It is. It can get addictive, and it can be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when things, when things become negative in that way, when things start to become addictive and they start to pollute your life, that's what we would consider <laughs> sin. Sorry, my battery and, was running um, out. <laughs> I'm going to panic. That's what we would consider, or at least my understanding is that's what we would consider sin. That's like damming up the flow of water. When yeah. you go to confession and when you do acts of good and you start to live a good, decent life, you treat people well, you do things in moderation. Life isn't about like denying yourself pleasure. It's about doing it in a healthy, constructive way. So when you when you live a good, healthy, balanced life, you allow that energy, that water to flow through you, and that's when good graces start to happen, at least within my religious framework. Yeah. But it comes down to us. We are the ones I, who make that choice. Yeah, and I think there's a level of that in, in paganism as well, that it's about connecting with and, you know, breaking down this disassociation between you know the the natural magical world the 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 spiritual world and us and i think to some degree there is in in ritual in what i do there is this idea of creating a a space which clears away all those blockages so that that experience can be freely felt easier you know it doesn't mean that in my mundane days that i don't feel that connection it just means that the rest of life kind of gets in the way for a little time. Um, like, I'm busy doing something at work, or I'm busy cooking, or I'm doing something here, or I'm watching telly, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't make them any less spiritual acts, or it doesn't mean that I'm any less able to tap into a magical frequency at any point. Yeah. It just means that I'm involved in something else. And I think with with paganism, it's about then shifting back into gear and going... Oh, I'm just going to have a bit of a recharge and a bit of a moment where I remind myself of how connected I really am. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of, you know, why we have our gods. You know, why we venerate them, why we worship them, why we look to them for guidance, why we, you know, we find them, why they come to us is, you know, because we end up, you know, seeing, seeing the world through the same windows only with different curtains you know and i think it's important to just engage with a spiritual aspect i don't necessarily think it's important what god you have 
I think it's it's just I I think I've I've met the most spiritual atheists that have been far more in tune than anyone in pagan circles. You know, I've met some really really enlightened people who believe in absolutely fuck all. Um, and I think, you know, it, just because some of us have gods and some of us doesn't, doesn't really mean a, an awful lot. Mm. Um, it's just the mode by which we've been able to communicate to that 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 part of ourselves. Because like Ellen and Hearn, there's a part of me in them and there's a part of them in me. And I believe that like the queen of the other world, Ellen, the, the goddess, she gifted sovereignty you know and and like i've said to you before and like i've said on this podcast like when my life ends i'm going back i'm going back to the other world and i've got shit to do you know there's there's plenty of stuff i've left unfinished as far as i'm aware i don't know what they are but it it's a definite feeling it's a definite feeling and it's a feeling i've had forever i can't even explain how it's 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 always existed like i've got shit i've got to go back and do and at the moment i'm just cycling through this life with stuff to do knowing that whatever skills and whatever things I learn here will help me complete whatever I've been doing back there you know this is like I've been sent on a mission it's really strange it's a strange feeling um but then I'll go back and I'll finish my job and then have something else to do and something else to do and you know my link to my gods is my reinforcement of that faith you know, they they continue to guide me and I continue to feed back to them. And, you know, there's no... This is what I mean by there's no um, transactional relationship because it, 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 it doesn't compute with that mindset. Does that make sense? It, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't fit within that framework to yeah. have any sort of transactions. Like, if I needed something, they'd already know that I needed it because they're not bound by time. So they would just make sure that everything fit in the right place. And all I do by linking to them every morning is um, to just physically remind myself that, that, that they're here. You know, it's, it's more of a, a psychological trigger to remember. Oh, that's, good. that's good. There's no transaction really within my relationship with God either. No. I mean, yes, we're encouraged, the church encourages us to go to Mass every week. But that's about renewing our covenant with God. We accept the sacrifice that God made on our behalf. Uh, the outreach of the, I suppose, the divine olive branch to welcome us home and kind of reignite that relationship between God and man. Divine olive branch. Divine olive branch. Um, His name is so Jesus. going every week is about renewing that covenant and showing a sign of respect. Um, but God's always with us. God's always with me. I never, I never feel like I have to earn God's love because God loves me. No, and there are moments where being human gets in the way yes and I think those moments are when I when I feel my morning devotion most because most days I do it and it's just like I'm doing it by rope Mm. it doesn't necessarily feel like anything it doesn't mean it isn't doing anything it just means that I've I've not I don't have anything to clear out and that that feels really positive to me if I go through it and I'm like oh I'm just going through the motions I feel really good about that because it makes me go brilliant. It's not had to. It's not had to shift any shit. And then some days, it has me in tears, and I'm like, yeah, there's there's been human shit in the way. 
that that needed to be that I that I needed to realign and remember. You know, I had to reshift my cauldrons to to get the Arwen again, and then I'm like, great. That means and days like that, I'm like, good. I'm glad I did it this morning because if I hadn't done it this morning, I'd have a bad day. Yeah. And it, it it always works out that way. Every single time, always works out that way. You know, and I attribute it that to my gods and I mean even then like you know me I've got three courts I've got spiritual court kindred court and the divine court you know and there's more than just Ellen and Hearn and the divine court it's just that you know they're the two that have been the loudest who who stand there at the, the precipice who who welcome me in you know and there are other spirits you know so yeah it's 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 cool it's cool and it's a developing thing like it, it just it shouldn't have to be the same all the time so no it shouldn't no no I go through moments where so recently I went through a big moment where I stopped doing the rosary every day um, and that I noticed that had an effect yeah yeah I don't know I did feel like I started to I started to behave a bit naughty as well in the sense that I was being a bit bitchy about people and I started to you know, people that annoyed me I would slag them off a bit too much and it's general toxic behaviour that I tried to do better at and then I didn't um, what's wrong with that though? everything it's not nice <laughs> um, and I just noticed that from the way I behaved before when I did genuinely feel I felt that there was grace in my life and that things were kind of quite well I did feel that kind of it disappeared not because it wasn't there it was because I put blockages in place mm. so going back and actually putting those practices in place again and moderating my behaviour and behaving that way it's nice it can, you can kind of feel it kind of coming back mm. it's nice mm, that's mm. cool that's cool I like things like that. Like, I, it took me the longest time to have a daily devotion. The longest, longest time. And um, then when I found one, I was like, okay, that's nice. And there's there's a bit in mine where I, I, I love it so much because it, it feeds every single part of what I like. So the first thing you do is you invoke a spirit of fire. So you call upon a fire spirit. Um, and you welcome it into its home for the time being and um, and it's really really lovely because I also combine like sorceress elements into it by having a black mirror there so that when I light the flame it exists in two worlds mm-hmm. um, so I'm not just speaking to the physical fire in this world I'm speaking to the spiritual fire which exists in the in the reflection and in the other world yeah and um, the idea is to invite that spirit that that spirit fire into this place which links what I'm doing then to the other world so whatever I do in this physical realm also occurs in the other world and then there used to be a bit and I've changed it recently where it would be that I make the offerings in the eyes of the mothers who bore me and the fathers who quickened me and I have had a bit of an issue with that for the longest time but I've carried on doing it and I've since gotten rid of it not because I don't want to honour you know, the past mothers and fathers, only that it's a bit too... It's a bit too direct 
with regards to my mum and dad mm-hmm. in my mind and I don't like that okay. and that's a bit much for me that's fair enough and um, so instead of doing that I just do um, the God and Goddess Ellen and Hearn and and the kindred spirits and my ancestors and all the other spirits and then then I give salt for um, the land water for the sea and incense for the sky and I ask them to be with me in shade and light what is it? in shade and light and day and night no in shade and light by day and night yeah I can't do it because it's not morning and I've not yeah yeah and I love that and I just think it's great and the more I do it the better it gets the better like the better things seem to get um, because I just make offerings to them every morning and it's the same offering but it's an offering in that they just be with me that we just we're just together yeah, everything oh, and it's nice. just to re, re, retie that bond that we have I think it's know. important like an offering doesn't have to be anything massive like they're not asking you to slaughter a cow and give them the heart every day oh I had that once though did you yeah amazing amazing I did it I did it her name was Brenda I used to work with her did she have beautiful eyes yeah, and she was a cow really she was yeah Nice. Anyway, sorry, just talking shit. <coughs> we don't expect anything less from you, I darling. I know. Um, but yeah, they don't. It, an offering doesn't always have to be humongous and whatever. It's you know, come with what you have. Mm. Yeah. If you can give more, you should give more. Absolutely. If you can't, then you don't have to. You should give what you can. See, in my religion. In my religion, don't make that noise. Don't make that noise. I'll slap the mustache off your face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I forget I've got a mustache. In my religion, um, <laughs> God or Jesus, um, asks that we go into the world and take nothing with us, and if we have more, we should give it away to people. So I'm technically asked to give my excess to everyone around me yeah which is exactly the the same as the rule of reciprocity as a shoeless pilgrim which is what I don't understand within pagan circles when it's very very and I don't mean this as a this is a generalisation and I hate that it's a generalisation but it is just speaking from personal experience that you know there are a lot of times whereby it is so it is so focused on personal power which is not a bad thing that it then slowly moves in to self-gratification which okay a little bit's not bad but then it becomes like you're you're like you're like the only authority on anything that like you you are like so empowered to the point of like you you can't ever be wrong you mm-hmm. can't ever be incorrect you you're you're perfect person because you're you're so further developed and it's like whoa 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 you're meant to get to a point where you're stable enough to give to others and in giving issue. to others actually like it's proven that giving to others and being kind to other people like the amount of examples that there are in the world of like doing things with others in a positive way is so much more rewarding than doing it by yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you watch a comedy show alone in a room 
you won't laugh as much as you will if you watch it with someone else mm. that also will appreciate it and enjoy it like it's yeah. simple things like that you're mm. meant to share the good things in your life with others not hoard them if you yeah. hoard them you just it becomes toxic yeah and you know and there there are examples of these people in the pagan community that you know people then look up to as an as a as an example of someone who's become empowered and that's not a bad thing but there comes a point where once you're empowered you're meant to share it with other people yeah rather than hoard it and lord it over others well, we have it's the, so, so sad. We've got, and it's the same in every religion we have, I think, yeah we've the say we've a big problem with that in my religion um like at the moment well you know it's always been there but like borgias. you've got the you've got the what the borgias the borgias <laughs> You've got the you've got the church, and they there is a difference between church and God. You know, all everything that Jesus wanted us and God, what God wanted us to do, is in the Bible. Um, there's you've got to. I think people need to understand that there's been some language change to suit a certain narrative. Mm. So you've got to self educate. You've got to learn. But if you just purely go on what the people at the top tell you, it's always going to be a corrupted message because the they've is, got their own agendas. Yeah, the gods give. So we should do the same. Yeah. They all give. They all give when you ask. You know, if you ever are stuck, they always give. Even in paganism, in druidry, in, in, in all religions, like the gods provide, you should also provide. Then, then it just And I just find it really strange. Really, really strange. Unless you worship the many-faced man from Game of Thrones, because he just takes. <laughs> The Many Faced Man from Game of Thrones. I need to watch that again. Definitely need to watch that again. Anyway, we're running out of time, so uh, I think we need to wrap up. Uh, gods, yeah, there are them. Yeah, there we go. Gods. Gods, gods, gods. By all means, people, like, get in touch. Like, if you have any ideas that you want to share, like, we're up for it. Happily get some ideas. Personal stories. Yeah, share some shite with us. That'd be grand. Ew. Oh, and by the way, we are uh, going to be, if you are listening to this and you are at Mercy and Gathering in September, we are doing a talk at Mercy and Gathering. What are we doing a talk on? Water! Water! And how to self-rubricate! And to, uh, Yeah, the sacredness in nature and water. That's what we're talking about. Water and sacred and stuff. Anyway, you can find us by looking up Shove It Up Your Arwen. And, um, yeah, we're on most platforms. And, yeah, I've been Clinty on Clinty Sky Guy. And he's been Lyndon from Pilgrim in the Mist. Wee! I don't know why I did a wee. I didn't do a wee. I had a... No. Get off! No! Yeah, it's tickling me, weirdo. Right, anyway. Bye! <laughs>